Welcome to the Social Code Podcast. I'm Lauren Crawford, full-time dance instructor and wellness coach. And I'm Leah, happy-go-lucky social dancer and co-host, or also known as Lauren's sister. You've tuned in today because you've entered the social dance scene and you've realized there's more to it than just skill level. That's why we're here, to show you how to navigate making friends, the inevitable rejection, building confidence and avoiding awkward situations, and more. We'll be talking all things lifestyle, relationships, and social dancing. So let's get into it. Welcome back to The Social Code with Lauren and Leah. What's up? So if you've been keeping up with everything that we've been doing, you will notice that we did not post an episode this past Sunday. Sorry. But, however, (laughs) don't be afraid. You didn't miss out on anything. Not much. So today's episode, we're going to wrap that into hashtag FOMO. Oh, girl. Which, by the way, sounds like, you know when you like kind of burp and throw up at the same time? (laughs) 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 Sounds like that. Anyway, I know it sounds gross. I did not know what this was, by the way. Leah didn't know what FOMO was, hashtag FOMO. So if you are listening and you're like, "Mm, I don't know what that is either, she is a millennial, and she didn't know. So, I have no idea. YOLO. I know that one. Yo, YOLO. <laughs> so, which means you only live once. <laughs> so, FOMO is fear of missing out. So, hashtag FOMO, fear of missing out. So, I'm going to tell you what the definition of that is in a second. And that second is now. <laughs> the definition reads... Anxiety that an exciting or interesting event may currently be happening elsewhere, often aroused by posts seen on social media website. So. Dang that social media. So the idea that you see something, um, especially social media, right, where you always feel like you're missing out. Like if I don't go to this event, something's going to happen that I'm going to wish I was there for or that I want to experience, but I can't live without. Like everybody else is doing it. All the cool kids are doing it. I want to do it too. Don't jump. Exactly. Exactly. So an example of this, which Leah kind of just said, um, (laughs) but a really good example of this, especially uh, in the dance community, is uh, post-events. Yes. So the event is over or everyone decides like, oh, that was so fun. Let's all go out and just get, like, late-night dinner. And it may even be, like, 1 a.m. Who knows, right? Like, let's go get some pho. Let's go get some Korean barbecue. Whatever is open 24-7 or at least very late night. Um, But let's say that you have work the next morning or you have, like, an early meeting or you have to get up early or you have a family engagement or you have to be out of town. Any of these things that comes into your regular life, any of them, that will now be affected by how tired you're going to be or how exhausted or your lack of being able to function, all because you don't want to miss out, will now have a toll taken on it because of it. So we have to really focus on our priorities. Yep. Your priorities need to really come into play. At the beginning of the week, you can come and say, hey, you know what? I want to go to three events, right? But make sure that the next day is set up so that you're not going to be tired or you can sleep in a little bit or something. I love that. So 
a good way to prep for that idea is exactly what Leah said, where it's like, okay, I know that there are there are three events I want to go to, all right? Three socials, whatever, classes, however you describe that. And let's say you're like, cool, this week I'm only going to be able to make two, but on one of those I actually get to sleep in that next morning for whatever reason, right? So know ahead of time and kind of game plan ahead of time. Or you might say, I can make all three, but I have to leave right at midnight. Yeah. And if you kind of set that up for yourself ahead of time, then when people are like, no, 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 like come out, have a drink with us, have some food with us, like we're all just going to like hang out, there's an after party, whatever, you can already say, hey, I would love to do that, but I, I can't. Here's the thing. You're honestly not missing out on anything. Like little conversations that people don't even really remember afterwards. It's just an elongation of that night. My mom <laughs> always said, nothing good happens after midnight. So our curfew growing up was always, we had to be home at midnight. Because the point was, she's like, you can have all the fun that you want. In four hours, if you go out at eight. <laughs> yes. You, all the fun is to be had. The only thing that happens after midnight is people start to get too tired or, or bored. And that's when either trouble starts to happen. Now, we're adults, so maybe trouble doesn't happen. It but, still happens. <laughs> But the idea is now you're cutting into your actual responsibilities of life, which Leah had mentioned, maybe it's work, maybe it's family, yeah, whatever the case may be, a meeting, because you're so afraid of missing out, but you're hurting other aspects of your life. Yep. Absolutely. So here are some like justifications, right? So I've we've been in the dance community a pretty long time. I know that I've used some of the justific- justifications as well. As for a reason to stay out, when I first came into the scene... I never did. Well, aren't you special? <laughs> so, my listeners, hashtag Leah. Hashtag Lauren. <laughs> so the whole point is is that like I used to make up reasons as to like why it would be okay for me to stay out. Mind you, I was exhausted the next day. I had my family at home, right? I had single mom responsibilities, but I was like, you know what? I don't care if I'm tired. I'm going to do it anyway because what if I meet somebody, right, that I'm going to be able to, like, connect with, like, professionally, right? If I'm going to be able to, like, we're going to be able to work together or dance together or I'm going to learn something from them or gain something from them that I couldn't during regular business hours. Like, that makes zero sense, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. So the reason I even said, like, well, that I never did that is because – I'm pretty good at prioritizing work, true work over play because I have students, Yes. because I have personal training clients, because I have people that really count on me to give 100%. Um, so I would kind of take away from my potential fun time, even though, again, I already had four hours of fun. Yeah. I don't need it five. But I would take away from that potential by making sure that I was able to give 110% to my clients that next day. Absolutely, even when we go out. And that is, now think about that for a second. So this is an an example of the dance scene that we're giving, right? And me being an instructor and a dancer and a host. So of all the people to make that excuse of like, well, I need a networking and connections and setting up whatever, getting cool kid status... If it would connect to anybody, it would be me. But I know, as 
a business owner and to really make good connections with people and actual networking is to talk to them and set up a time when we're both not tired. Like Leah had said before we even came on, like she talked about, you know, people are trying to unwind at that time. So even if, yeah, it's fun, they're a DJ and you need somebody to like host your event and DJ your event, right? Like that's their wind down time. They don't necessarily want to sit there and talk details with you. So all you say is, hey, you're all going out for dinner. Fantastic. So-and-so, whatever your name is. Like, I would love to connect with you later this week. What are you doing at lunchtime tomorrow? And then actually sit down one-on-one when there's not other distractions if the reason is networking and growing your business. I was in sales for a really long time, and I hated them. I hated them so much because (laughs) it was just – it was so stressful to me. However, I was good at them. But one thing that I learned while being in sales is that the best kind of sell that you can do or sale that you can do is when it's just natural, when it just comes naturally. And you can't do that if there's other people around also trying to talk to that person. And there's nothing worse than someone like nagging you like, hey, let's talk this business. And you're like, oh, okay, man. Like, and you talk for a second and then the conversation kind of goes to a natural halt. And so now you're starting a different conversation with somebody else. And that person's like, well, hey, like, what about this? Or like, we could do this. And they're trying so hard that you now feel almost suffocated. And you're like, (laughs) okay, like you have some great ideas. Write them down and we can talk about them later. Yeah. You know, kind of like know your time and place. It goes back to justifying why you would stay out. It's not worth it. It's it's not worth it. Yeah, just pick appropriate timing. That's all. So here are some FOMO, hashtag FOMO, fear of missing out, tips to help you kind of get over that anxiety because it is. It's not like people are like, well, I just don't want to miss out. A lot of times, like, it is very stressful for people. Like, it is a true anxiety where they are so worried about missing out, especially if they're coming into a space where maybe they are a little bit lonely or, you know, maybe – they have missed out in other opportunities opportunities in life, and this is kind of their way of, like, masking it. This might be the first time that they're making friends, yeah. right? Or, like, be, feeling like they're a part of something. Like, you know, maybe they weren't in sports or part of band or part of a group growing up, yeah. and this is the first time that they're feeling accepted. Or even the first time that somebody's been like, hey, it's let's hang out afterwards. Exactly. Yeah. Right? You can say no. Have those boundaries for yourself, especially if you need to have those boundaries. Yeah. So here are some tips. Tip number one is change your focus, right? So an example for that one is if you don't go out, right? Let's say you're just like, I can't even make it out at all. I need to stay home. And you're sitting at home and you're walking around your house and you, there it is, that FOMO hits you. Yes. You are like, oh my God, everybody's at this event. They're probably having so much fun. Change your focus, Go meal prep. Go make something. Take a bath. Take a bath. Exactly. Like, write down things that you're grateful for. Like, go spend time with your family. Yeah. That's and if option. and if that, well, even if that's not an option, yeah. right? The idea is game plan for maybe, like, a trip that's coming up or do, like, a dream board or... Come up with your plans for next week that you're able to go out and do. Like, research and see what events are happening. Yeah. Practice some footwork. Yeah. Um... You know, so there's plenty of things to do to change your focus. Also, um, don't throw a pity party for yourself. 
as part of that tip. So example, and we'll do, this is a really quick example. Yep. Leah, uh, New Year's Eve, a couple years ago, three years, three years ago. ago, we were on a performance team. Yep. Everyone went out except for Leah because she couldn't. She had to go home. She had things to do the next day, yep. family obligations. She's got little ones. Um, and she couldn't go out. She, she, she physically could. She chose not to because she has more important things that next day, the responsibility of people relying on her, right? So everyone was messaging her. Yeah, come out, come out. Come on, Leah, where, where are, are you? you? Where are you? You still have an hour before the ball drops. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> come out. We want to see you. We want to dance with you. We're having a great time. Funny things are happening. Sending her little clips of the night. And there she was, like legit alone. I literally had no one in the house. <laughs> I didn't even have my little ones. So there she is, all alone. All alone. And she easily could have been like, oh, I'm, I'm just going to push it, whatever. It doesn't matter, even if I'm tired the next day. But she didn't. And here's the beauty of it. That next day, when she did see everybody, she was very quick to say, oh my gosh, sorry I couldn't make it. I definitely wanted to be there. But tell me about your night. Tell me about the stories. Who was your favorite dance? And everyone was so excited to talk to Leah and tell them about their experience that night. If Leah was anyone else, they would have been like, oh my gosh, Leah, where were you? And instead of her being like, oh, listen, it's no worries. Tell me about your night. She could have been like, yeah, I just didn't get to go. I was just like, I was all by myself. Like everyone was messaging me like, oh. Yeah, I was just, I'm like really tired. I was just like really tired. So she could have thrown herself this giant pity party and made it about her, which by the way, then no one would have wanted to talk to her and and say their story because she would have just turned that back around on her. So if you're going to change your focus and then be exciting and engage people the next time you see them, don't throw a pity party. We've all been there. You have other things to do. It makes you more interesting. It's true. Give yourself some dimension. Yes. Um, the other tip uh, that I'll go over, and then I'll have Leah do the last one. I kind of mentioned it before. Is keep a journal. This one's super simple and to the point. Keep a personal journal. So write down why you're feeling like you're missing out, so that you can always reference back or write down, you know, what kind of went on that day, because you'll find that maybe it's not about missing out at that event, right? Maybe it's something that happened earlier that day that's kind of making you feel low. Maybe you skipped your workout. Maybe you ate five slices of pizza, which I did last night. Mm. (laughs) Um, And, you know, all those things can affect you. So keeping a journal. um, Another cool tip is making sure that you're just not posting everything online constantly. Like keep some photos of you having fun, of you going out with your girls or going out with a group of people or your guys. Um, And don't post them. What it gets you in the habit of is keeping something personal for yourself. So you can go back and you can look at that folder of you having fun. And it's honestly about you and that moment instead of just trying to throw your... Needing validation. Yes, you're needing... I love that. You're needing validation onto everyone else because then you create that feeling of FOMO, that fear of missing out on other people, right? Like... You and I both know that the best times are the ones that we're always going to post online. Yes. Right? And there's nothing wrong with that, by the way. I think it's fantastic. Social media is that opportunity to be able to share. But keep a couple of those photos for yourself 
And that will allow you to say, hey, you know what? This is for me. This is a personal journey and not one that needs, like Leah said, validation from other people. Another tip would be seeking out real connections. So taking the connections that you've made in the dance scene and taking them outside of dancing. Going out to dinner, hanging out, making food, drinking wine, bonfires, like all those fun things that you can do. Yeah, all those fun things that you can do outside of actual just dancing is really going to be important because there might be reasons that you'll have to leave the dance scene and you want to stay connected with those people and this is how you stay connected, right? Yes. You create those friendships. Definitely. So, Leah, do you – I think we – each, I know we both have, um, and there's been other instructors and other dancers and students and whoever that have been through it too, but your personal reasons of pulling out of the dance scene. Yes. Um, I know for me, one of my reasons for quote unquote pulling out of the dance scene was when I fractured the bones in the bottom of my foot. I physically couldn't dance. So one that also affected my job, but I had to pull out of the dancing and it, what it did is it made me realize who was really on my side, yes. who was really hashtag Lauren um, and who my friends were because those are the people that checked in with me. Those were the people that knew that I couldn't go out dancing. So they were like, Hey, listen, no worries. And they would say before they went out dancing, they'd be like, Hey, do you want to grab dinner? Yeah. Or on the weekends, they'd be like, Hey, do you just want to like, grab a coffee? Or, you know, just would just invite me out to like simple things like this hang out at the park. Like you can't walk around, but let's just like sit in the sun together. Um, and that really meant so much to me because there were so many people that it was that out of sight, out of mind, which ironically we're talking about FOMO, the fear of missing out. But you realize that those people aren't really your friends. If when you're out of sight, you're out of mind. Yeah. Um, there's also been other instructors. I won't mention any names. Same thing. They had some type of surgery or injury. Um, And when they kind of healed up from that and came back into the dance scene a year and a half later, their big message, they were like, you know, they were so hurt because no one reached out to them. They went from somebody that was very, quote unquote, popular, my paraphrasing, not theirs, um, to just no one checking in, no one caring. You know, it's not that people didn't care, but they're just like, eh, they forget. The... Rotation of amount of people in the dance scene is constantly changing. Yep. You know, people are coming in, people are going out, people are starting families, people are, you know, trying to find an outlet. Exactly. So that's, I was going to flow into personal reasons. Family yeah. is a personal reason. So having me, a baby. Yeah. So um, I got pregnant pretty newly into the dance scene. Mm-hmm. I got pregnant and I danced throughout my entire pregnancy yes. as people have, you know, danced with me three days before I had my daughter. <laughs> right. So I was constantly in it. But after I had the baby, yeah, there's downtime. Yeah. You know, there was major downtime and they're right. Weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I had my very few people reach out and be like, Oh my gosh, how's your little baby? Like they would come and see me. They were visiting. They were calling me. They were checking in constantly knowing that I couldn't go out because it was about to be winter or whatever the case may be. And they knew I was tired and my body hurt, but they still made that time to reach out to me versus there were other people that were like, Oh, your baby's a year old. And I'm like, "Mm, two weeks, (laughs) right? Not quite sure how, you know, they don't really pay attention, but that's how I knew who I was staying connected with. And I'm still very much connected to those people three years later 
And I haven't been nearly as much in the dancing as I used to be. Right. And you find that you won't get your feelings hurt from people that may or may not forget about you because you're making true connections. Other reasons that people might exit the dance scene for a little bit or permanently, right, is their job. They might move. They get might get a promotion. They might just have to shift positions entirely. Um, relationship statuses change, right? Maybe they're going through a breakup or a divorce or a separation, or maybe they're meeting someone new and they're trying to develop that relationship with somebody. Um, And lastly, mental health. Sometimes you just need a damn break. You need to step back and you have to just focus on your health, how you're feeling, your emotional state. When we first started going out and we were going out every night and we weren't getting back until three or four in the morning because I lived an hour away, an hour and a half away from DC. I was so mentally exhausted. Mm -hmm. I was so tired and I was cranky because I, one, didn't want to miss out. Two, I, my priorities were not straight, right? Because I wanted to keep doing the things I wanted to do, but I also wanted to find that balance. And there just wasn't any that I could find at that time. And I was so tired that I couldn't even think straight, right? So I got sad and I got, I felt lonely. I felt I was going to say, the, the moments that you weren't dancing, I feel like it was like a, you hit really low. Yeah. It was like I a dropped. really big wave. So it was like, if I just keep dancing, if I just keep going at it, if, I, if the music's loud enough, if the faces are smiling enough, yes. then I would just, I don't have to deal with the reality of my life. And so when... Those times were quiet and low. It felt quiet and low. Yes. Versus finding that balance now where you can be like, oh, it's quiet. <laughs> like, And it's low. Yes. Like and it's I feel chill. good. Like I'm by myself. Like this is my me time. Yes. Yes. And I value my me time. Girl. 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 Yes. Tell me about it. So just remember, if you take anything away from this podcast, it's everything is a balance. And... Finding your own balance is going to be the important part of making this a really healthy and fun aspect of your life versus adding more weight to your life. So keep it light. Keep it fun. Find the balance. Hashtag YOLO. Hashtag. No FOMO. No FOMO. (laughs) Hashtag Lauren. Bye. Hashtag Leah. (laughs)